because of the popular demand from seven listeners requesting us to do a behind-the-scenes Dead Air program, we now bring you this special edition of Dead Air titled Dead Air Behind the Scenes. Unlike television, a radio program is produced through delicate care and great thought. It all begins in a room full of writers. In this case, the Casino Loot writers, including our two stars, Tom Savino and Frank Cotolo, who meet with their staff in a small room atop a hardware store in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Frank. Frank. Did you hear the idea that Ken Futzmore, the head writer, came up with for next week's show? Mm. You can, I have some, can I have some coffee? Sure. You mean the one where, where you get bit by a poisonous scorpion in the shower, crash through the shower glass, and have to get open-heart surgery before the first commercial break? It's outrageous. I just don't... I don't know. Why? What's... Well, it doesn't say anything. There's no theme. It, it's pointless violence and besides... We don't have any sound effects for open-heart surgery. Pointless. Come on, the theme is obvious. Okay, wise guy, what's the theme so obvious? Eh? Organized religion and man-eating animals. I don't get it. I just... What's the connection there? I don't see it. Tom, they both prey on their victims. No. Did I hear my theme? Ken. Well, Tom doesn't like your latest effort, Ken. Are you kidding? It's better than Earl Katsky's. I like Earl Katsky's. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have some coffee? Yeah, have a cup. What's so funny about skiing, Tom? What? Are you kidding? Skiing is one of the funniest things a human being can do. Did I hear my theme? Oh, hi, Earl Ketchke. Uh, Tom loves it. Tom loves it. Good. Say, does the hardware store downstairs stock four-inch tubing pipe? Oh, no, no, Earl, they don't. Uh, but they got the casting you ordered. Forty percent copper. Got the casting? For what? Earl's redoing his hot water to pipes, I think, yeah. So what do you want four-inch tubing for? The shower, of course. Oh, no, 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 no. You'll need six-inch tubing pipe, not four. Are you sure? Well, his father's a plumber. Tom's right. Skiing is not funny. Six-inch tubing pipe? You're wrong. I'm not wrong. Four-inch tubing pipe is good for the sink. Then what about the copper? 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 That's it. We'll do a spoof on a TV cop show. I like open-heart surgery. I'm sorry. I just like open-heart surgery. Look, don't use four-inch tubing. If you get that four-inch tubing near the cold water pipes, it'll adhere. Get stuck? Like a magnet. Like a magnet? That's it. Magnet. A cop no, show. Wait a second. It's That's good. Obvious if you yeah. it. Oh, no, no, I think it's a good I idea. idea. I think it's a good idea. And so, another Wasteland Playhouse is born through sensitive thought and knowledge of the media. And after this dead air break, the results of that well-thought-out idea. It's Wasteland Playhouse, featuring TV favorites that will never make it on radio. Now, Magnet. Angeles, a city of almost a million. People who work, people who love, people who live, people who die, people who need people, and the luckiest people in the world. 
one person, one very special person. I'm Jack Sunday. Together with my partner, Phil Cannon, we pick up the filth that is attracted to Los Angeles like a magnet. The story you are about to hear comes nowhere near the truth. Only the names of innocent people have been taken to destroy their reputations. It was 9 a.m. in Los Angeles. It was Monday, May 14th, my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Jack Sunday. Happy birthday to me. Anyway, I met my partner, Phil Cannon, at the office. Homicide. The boss is Captain Frost. Hello, Jack. Happy birthday. Thank you. Any calls? Yes, uh, Captain Frost wishes you a happy birthday. Say, Jack, what sign are you? What's that? You know, astrology. Leos, Pisces, Scorpios. I don't know. What's that? Uh, this is a book on astrology. You know, Leos, Pisces, Scorpios. Now, let me just look up your sign. May 14th, Taurus. What's it say? Uh, it says you will receive a call from a person of authority regarding a 932 Section 4. Sunday, homicide. Hello, Jack. Happy birthday. I've got a homicide, 932, Section 4. Get on it right away. Is Phil there? Yes. Could you tell him to read my horoscope for today? 9.45 a.m. Seems that a big Hollywood party ended in the death of a famous star. Phil and I had to find out who did it. 9.46 a.m. Phil and I headed for the car on our way to interrogate the first Hollywood star. 9.47 a.m. Phil returned to the office where he went to get the astrology book he forgot. 9.49 a.m. Phil returned. We got in the squad car and drove to Palm and Vine. 9.50 a.m. Received a report on the police dispatcher radio of a stolen car that fit our description. 9.52 a.m. Drove back to the station house when we realized we had taken the wrong car. 10 a.m. With the right car, we were finally on our way. We put on the police dispatcher radio. Car 318-291 at Grand Street. Proceed with caution. Car 74, two sugars of one. Car 83, Sunday in Cannon. Keep your airwaves open. Message from cars 4 through 701. Ready, guys? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That's sweet. 1.32 p.m. Phil and I arrived at the home of Tab Stalker, Hollywood star who was at the scene of the crime. Homicide, are you Tab Stalker? Everyone knows I am. Sure. We understand you were at the party last night. I was there. There was a murder. Is that what you hear about? Did you do it? We have to find out before 5 p.m. That's when we quit. No. At least I don't think so. What's that? What's what? What you just said. About what? About what you don't think you did. Wait. We're not getting anywhere. Now, what happened? About what? The party. What party? The one where there was a murder and you said you were at. Oh, that party. What party? Shut up, Phil. Well, yeah. See, no one really knows what happened. We were all telling jokes when suddenly Van Lyle killed over. You mean the victim? That's right. Then what happened? About what? About Van Lyle. We all went over to see what happened and discovered he was dead. Who was? Van Lyle. You mean the victim? That's right. Did you notice anything strange? About what? About the death of the victim. You mean Van Lyle? That's right. There was one thing strange. What's that? What's what? The one thing strange you noticed. Where? At the party. Where what? Van Lyle. Who? Where? Why? Now let's get something straight. You Hollywood stars are all alike. Poetic license. Fantasyland. Edmund O'Brien. Well, I've got news for you. What's that? This is real life. Now tell us the facts. Nothing but the facts. Well, there was one thing strange. What's that? What's what? What's with you guys? What's with who guys? Well, anyway, there was something strange. 
It seems that the moon hit my eye like a big pizza pie. That's it. Was the famous comedian Mary Morey there? Now that you mention it, she was. Why? You think Mary Morey killed Van Lyle? Looks that way. Let's go, Phil. One more thing, Mr. Stalker. What's that? In Go With The Breeze, did you really kiss Marsha Monroe? Frankly, Sergeant, I don't give a damn. 2.16 p.m. Phil and I headed out to the home of Mary Morey. On our way, we stopped at Jack in the Box, where the whole precinct was having a party for me. We all had tacos. 5.01. We put in for overtime, got back in the car, and went home. 9 a.m. Next day, picked up Phil, started back out to Mary Morey's house. 9.47 a.m. We arrived at Mary Morey's house. Police, homicide. Homicide? What's that? That's murder. So is marriage. Take my husband. Please. the comedy, Mary Morey. Were you at the famous Hollywood party at Tab Stoker's house the other night? Yes. And were you telling jokes to a group of people that included the presence of Van Lyle? The victim? That's right. Well, yes. Then come with us. You're under arrest. What for? For the murder of Van Lyle, I guess. Okay, I'll go, but there's just one thing. What's that? What's what? Just one thing. Oh, that? What? There's just one thing. Oh. Well, how do you know that I, Mary Morey, killed Van Lyle? It was easy. Tab Stalker said that the moon hit his eye. How? Like a big pizza pie. So? So, when the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie, that's a Mori, a simple 804. hours are behind a mere thought that induces a sketch like the one you just heard. And after this dead air break, we'll show you the next step in that creative process. Which is written, auditions are held to decide who will portray the characters. It usually goes something like this. getting anywhere. Now, the part calls for someone who can sound somewhat like Jack Webb, okay? Now, who's... Uh, Frank, who's Rod McCrutchen would like to try. I think he just walked in here, Rod. Okay, okay, Rod. Do you want to read from page four? Uh, uh, uh. While meandering down the main roads of these musty streets, I... Rod! Rod! Where does it say that? I don't know. Well, Tom, it doesn't say that anywhere. I'm sort of putting it into my own style. I don't want to read it like this. I'm an artist. I want to portray these things. Okay, wait a second. That'll never do. Look, I'm sorry, Rod. Tom, it's no use. Now, Rod, look, as long as you're going to persist in doing everything in your own style, why don't you just forget about the Jack Webb audition here, and as long as you're here, you can just do one of your poems. Sure, 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 sure. Music, please. I got my job. Through the times, the times I pounded the pavement in pursuit of life's ambition. Riddles, fiddles, songs, and rhymes. I got my job through the times, the times I starved to save enough money to buy paper to write on. Parodies, proverbs, comedy mimes. I got this lousy job through the times, the times I burned the last leg of my stinking kitchen table just to get charcoal to use as a pencil. Peaches, pears, lemons, and limes. I got this no-good, downright disgusting job through the times. 
Like the time I had to trade in my hush puppies for these rotten sneakers. I hate sneakers and I hate my job. But if the shoe fits, wear it. And if my poems stink, bear it. All the shoes that fit, I imprint. I got my job through the times.
you've got feelings. All my life, you've got feelings. We're living in this dump, this dump. How was I supposed to know that? Behind door number one was a carload of pigs. A carload of pigs. Now I'm not only living in a dump, I'm living in a pigsty. Honey, come on. Let's, let's just go to bed. Hey, listen. You know, would you help me out of this banana suit? Don't take that banana suit off. Hmm? You, you know what that banana suit does to me. <laughs> hey, hey, does it do the same thing that your tomato suit does to me? Oh, I don't know, but we could find out. Hey, hey, listen, I got a great idea. Why don't I go out and get the carrot ears? <gasps> oh, you know oh, what? Let's, uh, hey, I got a great idea. Let's, let's uh, not go to bed. Let's stay up tonight and let's make a peel. Time for Let's Make a Peel, where the fruits of your labors produce great prizes. Here's Art Art. <laughs> Art Art here, right here, right here is Art Art. Welcome to Let's Make a Peel. Here's the greatest offer ever of all time. Now, for the first time anywhere, you can get a fabulous collection of melodica chords. You get A minor, B minor, C, and F sharp, and even B flat diminished. Now you can own the most fabulous collection of chords ever, beloved by millions all over the earth. And if you act now, you can get another album absolutely free, Kazoo Melodica Duets. Yes, you get all the beloved melodies all over the world of some of the famous people ever to write them and the greatest notes and chords that appear in all your favorite songs. You won't want to miss this fantastic offer. Only $23.95 for tapes, $87.65 for records. That's $10.95 for tapes, $4.95 for records. Don't forget, melodic chords and the special Kazoo Melodica Duets. Only $29.95 for chords, and duets are $27.50. Call this number now, five. Call this number now, five. Welcome to another exciting adventure of Mel and Collie Baby, featuring Collie Baby the Wonder Dog, who not only reads, writes, and talks, but refuses to have her puppies paper trained on anything else but the London Times. We now join Collie Baby and her pal and master, Mel Finkelstein, in another heartwarming adventure. Golly, 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 golly. gosh, Collie Baby, this is the first time all summer we've come to Quiet County Pool. And I can't wait to jump into that cool, clear water and start that water polo game with the rest of the kids. Well, I admire your athletic prowess and your juvenile turbulence. But remember, I refuse to submit to favoritism in this Aquarian competition. I am flattered and honored that your cohorts have chosen me to referee this contest. But I won't accept anything less and complete compliance with the rules. Uh, yeah, Collie baby, just make sure we win. Hey, look, here comes Boss Ranger Jones, and he's all dressed up like a scuba diver. This just reeks of adventure time. Oh, man, Oh, fine, Boss Ranger Jones. Hey, why are you dressed up like Lloyd Bridges? Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to postpone your little game here, Mel, at least until I can search the depths of this pool. <laughs> But in the name of Jack Cousteau, could you expect to find in the timid waters of this pool? One of our law-abiding citizens in our quiet county called in an anonymous complaint this morning. 
So here I am, searching for the perpetrator. Uh, did this uh, law-abiding citizen register a complaint about an excess of chlorine in the water? Afraid it's a lot more serious than that, Collie baby. This is no ordinary criminal I'm looking for. It's a vicious, man-eating shark. You're looking for a saltwater marine predator in a pool? Well, the victim specifically said he was ripped off by a pool shark. So sorry you came to the pool last year. Well, I figure it's the best place to start looking for a voracious pool shark. What an adventure! Sharks right smack in the middle of our quiet county pool? Say, Fine Stranger Jones, is a victim still alive? Fortunately, he is. But I sure don't know how. He said he lost an arm and a leg to this critter. When did this so-called pool shark attack the victim? Well, he said it happened late last night in a dive. Well, let me set your mind at ease and prevent you from wasting further time in your endeavor to apprehend your vicious pool shark. What do you mean by that, Collie baby? Your anonymous victim is no doubt Norm Shaky Hand Jarvis, who is the worst pack-a-million player this side of the county line. You mean he was talking about that kind of pool? Hey, didn't you shoot pool last night, Collie baby? Ashamedly so, Mel. And look no further than two feet in front of you for your pool shark. After much coercion by Mr. Jarvis, I reluctantly agreed to compete in a game of pocket builders with him, knowing full well that he would lose an arm and a leg, as he so aptly put it. Exciting adventure with Mel and Collie Baby. Frank, we did it. Did you like my performance on the stand? Oh, marvelous. You like the way I handle those reporters, too. With huh? kid yeah. gloves. Now, do you think prudence will appeal the case? I doubt it, Frank. disaster motion picture. Uh, you'll notice to your left an SST flying parallel to our plane. Uh, on your right, a whisper jet is also flying with us. In a few short uh, minutes, uh, we will uh, all collide and be part of a gigantic catastrophe uh, that will be filmed and released in theaters across the nation. It will also be on in-flight motion pictures. Millions of people will pay $5.50 each to witness on celluloid the senseless accident that is about to occur. Thank you, and uh, have a nice... Oh, thank you very much for flying with us, and uh, have a nice day. Thank you. Isn't that great? We can have catastrophe and useless violence on our show again without any legal hassle. Sure is. You know, they do it in the movies and TV, so yeah. I don't see why radio can't get in on sure, it. Sure, All right. 
Flight Stem, everybody. This is your director speaking. Places, everyone. We're ready to roll. All right. Where is the actor portraying Calvin Coolidge? All right. Thank you very much. Bruce, why are you dressed like George Washington? This is what Woodruff gave me. Oh, beautiful. Okay, no difference. We're on radio. Mr. Savino, do you know your lines? Yes, I, I, I know the lines. Mr. Catalo? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, director, what's going to be the title of this film? Uh, Dead Air. Catch you. Yeah, Catch like you. All right, everybody, stand by places and roll them. I'm Tom Savino. And I'm Frank Catalo. And we remind you that a Canadian Mountie is your friend, and if you see him on the street, you're in trouble, ask him for help. That's what he's there for. Remember, wherever you go, that's where you are. Be here again next time on Dead Air, and remember, above all, don't, don't let, let gravity get you down. This is your radio announcer. Calvin Coolidge was born at Plymouth, Vermont. He attended Amherst College and was admitted to the Massachusetts Bar in 1897. He had five drinks two whiskeys and three Brandy Alexanders, and was totally bombed by 1900. Dead Air is a casino loot production in association with Demobox Sound Studio, New York.